Welcome to the Addiction Reset Podcast, where we share a method to overcome addiction and reset your life. Now, here are your hosts, James Pendleton and Amy Katsky. Hello, welcome to the Addiction Reset Podcast. We're glad you're with us this week. One week till Thanksgiving. Super excited. You got fun plans, James, for Thanksgiving coming up? Yeah, I got family coming out. Not you, but other family coming out to our house. So yeah, we should have some good time. I mean, technically I wasn't invited, even though I know I'm always invited. Yeah, that was an open invitation. So next year, (laughs) I'm inviting you for next year right now if you want to come. (laughs) That way you can't use that reasoning. (laughs) I'm just teasing. I know I'm always invited, but yeah thanksgiving we do not have big plans we're just sticking around but we um we love our quiet holidays just with our kids when when we can get them that way so both are good so i brought that up because i think we'll probably skip next week where it's on a thursday we've got some great content for you today and then we'll be back the following week on our podcast if you're a regular listener um today our topic is smartphone addiction you know we're addiction reset and we talk a lot about how to overcome addictions um in full disclosure i want to have this conversation because i i feel like this is something i have more of addiction to than i even realize um and i would venture i would put out there that most people that is true um so i've came across a quote Um, It's pretty long, but I want to read it. I think it has value. And then I want to discuss it and um, just get some of James and I's thoughts on this and maybe some ways our reset method could be applied to um, our smartphone use and potentially addictions we have with it. All right. So here is the quote. It's by somebody who who, um, wrote an article called 12 Ways Your Phone Is Changing You. Um, The name is Renke, and here's what it says. It says, what I am coming to understand is that this impulse to pull the lever of a random slot machine of viral content is the age-old tactic of Satan. C.S. Lewis called it the nothing strategy in his screw tape letters. It is the strategy that eventually leaves a man at the end of his life looking back in lament and now See, what I spent most of my life in doing was neither what I ought to nor what I liked. This nothing strategy is very strong, strong enough to steal away a man's best years, not in sweet sins, but in dreary flickering of the mind over it knows not what and knows not why. In the gratification of curiosities so feeble that the man is only half aware of them or in the long dim labyrinth of reveries that have not even lust or ambition to give them a relish, but which once chance associated has started them, the creature is too weak and fuddled to shake off. Routine of nothingness, habits unnecessary to our calling, a hamster wheel of what will never satisfy our souls. Lewis's warning about the dreary flickering in front of our eyes is a loud prophetic alarm to the digital age. 
We are always busy, but always distracted, diabolically lured away from what is truly essential and truly gratifying. Led by our unchecked digital appetites, we managed to transgress both commands that promise to bring focus to our lives. We fail to enjoy God. We fail to love our neighbor. So, wow, pretty um, powerful and direct. And when I read this, I'll share a couple of my thoughts and then James, I'd love to hear yours. Um, I pondered upon some promptings that I've been given lately that are personal to me, but that I'll just share the part of it that, that, that I feel like I need to do more of being still. I feel like I have a continuous, like my brain is on just all the time. And um, when I read that, I thought, this is partly why. You know, there's some other things that go into that equation for me. But personally um, and societally, we never turn off our minds. We had a conversation about why um, homework is hard for teenagers this day. And the whole time they're trying to do their homework, their smartphone's sitting right there next to them. And there's some alert that's dinging or there's something that's pulling their attention. And so we're continually distracted. And I just really love how he says, it's not even like sinning in things that are fun. It's just like half, um, what did he say? I gotta say, we're half aware that we're just like, mindlessly scrolling, you know, through what he called the random slot machine of viral content. Um, so what are your thoughts on this, James? Do you think that as a society, phone addiction is is an epidemic that we need to, to take a look at? I, I think it's a, a major problem and only getting worse. Yeah. And, and it's because it actually he uses this slot machine analogy, but it, it's actually, it's exactly what it is, right? So your, your brain is looking for that hit of dopamine, right? And so you're just sitting there mindlessly going through it till the next time they're like, ooh, that one was funny or ooh, that was great, right? And it's the same thing that happens in a casino, same thing that happens with pornography, you know, you're just looking through and then there's something that causes that hit of dopamine that causes the brain to be like, that was nice. I want more of that. Right. And then all of a sudden we've talked about this a lot, but there's so many thoughts going through our brain each day, but most of them are subconscious thoughts and we don't actually make a decision. Right. But all of a sudden we catch ourselves looking for that phone again, because the mind is looking for something for it to enjoy or to get that next hit that it has. And the phone is, it's always there. And that, that's really the problem I feel like is that it, it's always there. And that relates to everything. Like there's no, we don't have to work for a whole lot anymore. Right. Everything's just right in front of us. And so our, we're just wired yeah. that way. We want that. We want that um, instant gratification right then. And it continually gives it to us. And that, and social media has only amplified that. Right. It's always there and there's so many things it can do. Elder Rasman gave a talk a couple years ago where he said he got up early to study his scriptures and he started to pull it up and then he saw his email alert and he thought, oh, I'll just check my email real quick. 
and then I'll get to my study. And even he, as an apostle said, an hour later, he got back to his study. And that hour that was meant to be focused time ended up, you know, checking emails and texts and responding to things. So I think when there's so many tools, like so many ways that we use it, that we tend to be very scattered and very unfocused. Um, How many times is it the first thing we check when we wake up in the morning and the last thing we look at before we go to bed? And so we're not giving our minds that time. But like you say, I love how you compared it. It's that dopamine hit. It's that our brain is like now wired for, ooh, is there another email? Ooh, is there um, somebody text me? You know, we, we don't want that fear of missing out. We want to make sure we're able to respond. Maybe it's a work situation. Um, do you think that this is just a teenage problem? I mean, we hear a lot about teenagers on their phones and they don't know how to socialize and they're always texting and Snapchatting and TikTok now. Do you think that um, we're looking at just a phone addiction in the, the teenage years? No, but I do think it's gonna get worse for them as they get older, honestly. But no, I absolutely not. I catch myself doing it. I catch plenty of adults doing it and it's just as addicting to an adult as it is a teen the difference is this is all the teens know right when we were teens we didn't have smartphones that gave us this ability to to do um to look at these kinds of things i I do like to think that i love how elder rasband is actually being vulnerable with people that think he's really awesome you know as an apostle like oh you you must just sit there and read your scriptures all day long right and in reality he's telling us i get just as distracted as you which i really love it when people do that to show their true self and how hard it is for them but the thing i think that in that quote that you read that kind of hit me um is that we live this life of habits that create nothing for us right and so we look back and and i catch myself doing that on certain days you know not necessarily looking back very long but just like oh yesterday like i i did i just wasted like those things for nothing and even the idea that like i actually am creating habits that i want to do but are those habits actually purposeful and are they getting me to the purpose-driven life that i want and i think that that's super important like why are we doing certain things and like if we don't first of all we need that plan we need some habits to kind of keep us in check but are those habits actually getting us Mm -hmm. to something right so a lot of people will will start creating a habit oh i'm going to wake up earlier in the morning but all they do when they wake up earlier like say is go to their smartphone it actually did nothing for them to wake up earlier it just gave them more time to waste on whatever they were doing whether it's their phone or not Whereas if we can align habits that we can create to a certain purpose, whether it's to get something out of our life like pornography or get off of the phone more often or to drive us to a different type of purpose, that's where um, we can really create change in us. And that's why I think it's so hard for people to stop looking at their smartphones is they don't know what their purpose is. Even as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we know like our overarching purpose, like, we're children of our heavenly father and we want to go live with him again. Right. But from a day to day basis, Mm -hmm. I don't know what, like a purpose filled life. Most people probably have, including myself, have a hard time defining 
what purpose you want in your life. And when you don't have that defining purpose, whether it's a big overarching one or even just a daily purpose, you are going to find yourself caught up in these mindless things because the brain enjoys that stuff. And if it's not being driven by other purposes, you're going to default back to these easy dopamine hits that you're going to continue to get over and over again. Yeah, I want to share um, a statistic. I actually shared this graph on our Instagram stories. Um, there could be the argument that statistics can all be skewed and I totally get that, but it gives, it gives a frame of reference that it's not just a teenage problem. It actually says that 18 to 29 year olds spend a few times an hour, okay? So they go to their phones a few times and every hour, 51%. Um, 30 to 49 year olds, that's the age range you and I fall in, 47% a few times an hour. 50 to 64, 33%, and all adults, 41%, go to their phone a few times an hour. Just like you said, Elder Razvan being vulnerable, full vulnerability this morning. Um, we get home, I taught seminary, I had a few minutes with my kids before they go off to school and I need to get started on my work. And my daughter starts telling me about um, the devotional they have with their dad because I had had to leave early. And I like looked up and it was like, oh, she's talking to me and this is important. And like I put my phone down and I looked at her, but I'd been in the middle of an article that I had my brain was really tied that I had seen on Facebook. And I literally looked at her, made the connection, like put it down. And then I went back to my phone and she made eye contact with me. And she was like, really, mom? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. You're right. And like, I just, I had to like move it physically away from me. Um, so it's a pull. It's real. Like a phone addiction is, is becoming more and more a real thing. I think there's the dopamine. I think there's the mind numbing. I think we like that it's just so like mind numbing. That's I think right. um, one of the things that pornography does is it might it numbs your brain so that you don't have to feel the stress, you know, of whatever is going on in your world. So some ways our reset method can help. Let's talk about you know how we've got um, to recognize first. So Let me yeah, please before, don't before we get to the method, I I think the one thing that is difficult that you know we talk about pornography a lot that there's it seems in our society at least in our culture that there's acceptable addictions and there's not acceptable addictions where a lot of people would would agree that they probably have an addiction to a smartphone because in reality addiction is you continue to use it in spite of adverse consequences right like like that conversation like that that didn't go well with your daughter this morning but we're still going to go back, right? Even though we know we shouldn't, we're still going to go back, right? So that's technically the definition of an addiction. But for whatever reason, like the pornography addiction is the wrong one, right? You can't have that one. You can have the food addiction. You can have the um, phone addiction and these kind of things. So, so I think it lessens it a little bit. And that's why it probably makes it as bad, if not worse, right? Eventually people are going to be so addicted that they, because they lessen that, it really was an addiction until now they're so addicted it's really really hard to get off it because it's the whole reason that president nelson a couple of years ago tried to you know a seven day fast from social media right like this was a big thing like 
that was really hard for people to do. Um, but anyway, I just something to think about and to be one of the things that we stress a lot with the addiction reset is like the taking the shame away from pornography. And I would, I would tell those people that are listening that maybe don't have a pornography addiction, but would consider themselves to maybe have a phone addiction or another type of addiction to have compassion on those that have the wrong addiction to pornography, right? Like, cause they can't have that one. It's okay that I have a phone addiction, but it's not okay that they have a pornography addiction. Right. So just, just show some compassion because mm -hmm. there's a lot of similarities and there's a lot of, if you can't stop picking up your smartphone, just understand it's really hard to stop looking at pornography as well right and so it's like just just some compassion i think with these is is super needed so just wanted to throw that out there that i think that there are some no that's really important that you did and i think i think you you make such a valid point like somebody who's just on facebook all the time or on instagram all the time they are also not connecting with their family, right? That's a big reason why we say pornography is a problem because you isolate and you disconnect. But right. that's the same thing you're doing. When you're sitting in a room with your spouse and they are talking to you and you are not even paying attention or like me with my child, that is important. And if left unchecked, that connection is going to be harmed because of that, that behavior and that addictive behavior and yet why is it that you can sit there in the room and do that and be fine but then have judgment for the person that in closed doors yeah. is disconnecting and is having a hard time breaking something else so you know in the end of that quote he said led by our unchecked digital appetites yeah. and aren't isn't like pornography and unchecked digital appetite and social media and unchecked digital appetite and that's you and i we really do preach, let's bring this to the playing field of what it is, you know, yeah. like if you can't put your phone away, then maybe you need to, like you say, have more compassion for the one that also falls into snares of unchecked digital appetites. And then he talks about how those things when they let, when left unchecked are what brings us to not connecting, not loving our neighbor, not, you know, serving our God because there's that good, better, best. Right. And so, um, I really think that's that was really important that you brought that up. And that's why we want to talk about other addictions because we want people to understand like maybe pornography is not your weakness. But if you're on your phone all the time not connecting to your family, then maybe that's just as harmful to your relationships. So something yeah, to so think about for sure. I'll give just a quick example of how to use the reset method for it. Let's, let's use your example this morning, right? That your daughter was there, right? So our first step in our reset method is to recognize. And luckily for you, your daughter helped you recognize, right? It would, maybe sometimes it is something <laughs> right. that actually causes us to be able to recognize because a lot of, when we're in that mindless state, a lot of times we don't realize it. And, uh, but sometimes it takes someone. So in that particular case, she allowed you to recognize what was happening, right? And then the next step is to explore. You can explore like, is this article that I'm reading more important than the conversation I'm having with my daughter? And the, the important part is you get to decide that, right? Because sometimes maybe you're in a work environment or something that that is more important that you, but at least you could recognize and explore the fact that, hey, daughter or son, I actually need to look at this for something, but I would really love to hear your conversation, right? At least giving them that versus just ignoring the situation right and the exploring is such an important right. part it gives us permission 
to make a choice, right? So we get to recognize that we're there in this situation. Now we're going to explore, like, is this decision, the, is this the decision I want to make right now? Then the next step would be to mm -hmm. a small change, right? Make something small. So in this particular case, maybe I can set my phone instead of like instinctively letting my eyes go right back to the phone because it's sitting right in front of me. You would put the phone down if you're driving in the car or on the table, whatever it is, you just set the phone down. It's super small, but then it would have caused you mm -hmm. to actually have to take a different action to get that phone back to look again. Right. And then the next E is to execute right. on that. You would never. You would need to execute on that small change you just decided, right? If I say, oh, oh, I should put this down, but I never put it down, then the small change didn't help. And then, so you would execute on that, and then the last step is to track it. And sometimes we teach about, you know, a lot of people don't just have like a notebook there to write down, oh, that was a time that I, I looked at my phone when I really didn't want to. But you are obviously aware of it at this point, so you could go back that day, right? At the end of the day, you can track these amount of times that this happened, these encounters that you had, or Darren Hardy talks about a really awesome tracking uh, tool that, that I think is just brilliant. You fill your pockets full of some coins, because uh, a lot of times we don't have any reason for our pockets anyways, right? So you put, you know, let's say you, the, the best way to track something is you looked yesterday, okay, I looked at my phone probably 15 times that I probably didn't want to, right? So this time, for today, I'd put 15 pennies in my pocket. And each time I do it, I would move one over. And what that is doing is it's teaching us, again, it's making us conscious about our decisions. And that's why the tracking is so important. If we just do the first four steps of the method, right. we aren't giving our brains like that, the evidence that it needs that this is all happening, right? But if all of a sudden we're tracking it, it's telling our brain, hey, look, you recognized it, you explored what decision you wanted to make, you made the small change, you executed on it, and now you tracked it. Then tomorrow, if the same situation arises, you're more aware of what's going to happen, right? And it gives you the ability right. to make the, again, the point of the method is to start making decisions that you want to make versus subconscious decisions we don't want to make. And that's why smartphone use is so hard to overcome is because the majority of the time that we look at our smartphone we're not making that conscious decision to do it i mean sometimes we are right. but a lot of times we're not so along with that i'd like to give our listeners one practical um conscious intentional thing they can do every day this is one thing that my coach um, taught us in our coaching certification program and it's we call it digital sunrise and digital sunset and so intentionally saying, I am not going to pick up my device until XYZ is done. She suggests giving yourself an hour or a half an hour where you're like, hey, if I get up at six, I do not pick up my cell phone until seven. And I, you know, do other things, study my scriptures in a paperback or, you know, um, shower, whatever those things are. And then sunset, same idea. Okay, at eight o'clock, if I wanted to be in bed by nine, then at eight o'clock, I go and I plug my phone in somewhere that's out of my bedroom, and I have that sunset for my phone. And as I've done that, there's still a lot of hours during the day that I got to apply that reset method in the moment that we just talked about. But then there's that intentional where I just gave myself a chunk of time in the morning and in the evening where I am unplugged, where I'm giving my brain that rest. Um, super powerful. I hope between the reset method and and that tip, 
you can make some progress if phone addiction is something that um, is, is interrupting your family because I'm pretty sure it is. Pretty sure most guys know. I know some, pretty, some families that are really good at controlling their devices and it's really praiseworthy. Um, but for the majority, I think phones are a problem in the home and it's something that you can help your children with um, and something you can work on yourself and your connections and your experiences in your day will be richer and deeper if you're not just mindlessly scrolling. So anything else you have to add before we close? No, I think that's it other than it doesn't have to be an addiction to be in a problem too, right? So we don't want to scare people. Oh, I don't have a phone addiction. Well, if, if your child is calling you out for looking at your phone, you, it's may, may be something that you want to think about, right? Whether you think you have an addiction or not, doesn't really matter at this point. And we use the word addiction because um, I just, I just like to use it. I think it, I think it's a powerful term, but if you don't think it's an addiction, that's okay. You can still make progress on doing something that maybe you don't think is to an addiction level, but you want to make some improvement on. So that would be the only thing, but yeah. like Amy said, we're going to skip next week for Thanksgiving. Super happy that you were able to join us today and we'll jump back on in two weeks. See ya. Thank you so much for joining us on the Addiction Reset Podcast. We are on a mission to change the conversation surrounding pornography. Our reset method will help those looking to overcome their addiction and transform their life. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or at our website, theaddictionreset.com. Also, if you are interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching, email us at james at theaddictionreset.com or look for the coaching tab on our website. If you like what you heard today, subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. Leave us a five-star rating and let us know what you thought in the reviews. This will help our podcast reach more people. Remember, with the Reset Method, recovery is in your future.